Could there be a connection between Bruce Arians and Deshaun Watson that may play into his availability for the Buccaneers? And we hear what it really could cost to get Russ from the Seattle Seahawks, from someone in the know. Finally, David and I are going to answer the question of the week about whether or not we would continue to follow the Buccaneers if they were to move out of Tampa. All of that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? And welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or first view of the day. I am James Yarko. That is David Harrison. Both of us cover the Buccaneers for SB Nation's Bucks Nation. And when we aren't there and when we aren't here, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at DHarrison82 at Locked On Bucks and at Bucks underscore Nation. It's amazing that it took until the Friday episode, David, for us to talk to one another again. That's, That's true. true. Although, I mean, we've talked on social media, which is, you well, know, yeah, I just like mean, the way everybody talks nowadays. Talk on the show is, is what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Bucks fans, again, thank you for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, guys, we're so close to a thousand subscribers. So please do us a favor and do that if you haven't already. If you have, we greatly appreciate you. Either either way, just for listening, we appreciate you. But we appreciate you a little bit more if you go click subscribe. <laughs> Turns out, guys, there's history behind or between Deshaun Watson and Bruce Arians. And this may turn out to be a story of two guys who wanted to work together, finally getting the chance. And it's a lot like the... Uh, Forgetting his name now, Amir Abdullah story, actually, James, when yeah. uh, Bruce Arians wanted to draft Amir Abdullah, those dirty, nasty Detroit Lions moved up in front of the car- the Cardinals or were already up. I can't remember if they moved or were already there, but they took him. Bruce didn't get his guy. They got David Johnson instead. History was made. Things happened. Washington and Tampa Bay are the top two locations projected to be landing spots for Deshaun Watson, according to a lot of people, especially bookmakers. But one of those teams has a leg up in the Watson conversation because they've already got a voice of affection from the quarterback about the head coach. And you might have guessed by listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast, that team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Back in 2019, Deshaun Watson said of Arians, quote, I like Bruce. That's my guy, end quote. That's the whole story. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you. (laughs) Just kidding. So this comment came as the Texans and Buccaneers were getting ready to face each other in 2019. Back in 2017, when Sean Watson was drafted, the Houston Texans traded up to pick number 12 to draft Deshaun Watson, if you remember that. And in the week leading up to that 2019 contest, Arians admitted that Watson was their target at number 13. Remember, he was coaching the Arizona Cardinals at the time. Arians comments that Mahomes, Watson, and Lamar Jackson all slid, in his view, become te- because teams viewed them as unconventional quarterbacks for the time. But now in today's NFL they're bringing what every team is looking for, and his words back then, quotes, that quarterback class is special. But, David, this may go beyond just some random comments. There is some level of connection there. So Arians and Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney have the same agent, and Arians would visit Clemson a lot while Deshaun Watson was the quarterback over there. Quote, he's always been a fan of mine, Watson said. 
uh, he continued to say, I've always been a fan of his and we communicated and that's pretty dope from a legendary, a legendary coach like him. It gives me a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum and motivation to keep striving to be great. So this was again back in 2019. Does it apply today? You still have Watson's legal troubles that started to pop up in 2020 following him coming out and saying that he wanted to be traded away from the Houston Texans. And my biggest thing here, David, you, you put all these all these quotes together. You know there's affection on both sides uh, between Bruce Arians and Deshaun for one another. I think Deshaun Watts would be a great fit for Bruce Arians' scheme. He's the kind of quarterback that if this is B.A.'s last year, he's a guy that immediately puts them in championship contention. I think the biggest hurdle that we have to get over uh, on, on all of this isn't even the draft pick compensation, you know, the player compensation, anything like that. They can work out a deal for that. The biggest hurdle is going to be the Glazers. And the Glazers signing off, and this is something that Rick Stroud pointed out you know, when he was talking about everything going on, the Glazers signing off on that trade is going to be vital. They they took the risk, and they, they drafted Jameis Winston. They signed off on that amidst all of his troubles. They signed off on Deshaun Jackson amidst some of his troubles. They signed off on Antonio Brown amidst some of his troubles. Some of these worked out more recent ones kind of bit them in the butt. So are they willing to take that chance on Deshaun Watson to move him over and become a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and solidify the quarterback position for the next decade? The past says they probably will, as long as Jason Light and Bruce Arians vet it properly and bring them a, a conclusion saying, this is what we believe. This is why we think this is a good idea. You know, give us the okay. Yeah, that, no, that is a huge hurdle, and I, and I did catch when when Shroud wrote that that you know getting that past the Glazers and Shroud essentially in that article said he doesn't think the Glazers would sign off on it. I mean, he didn't really go in depth about it, but basically that was kind of the way that I took what uh, what Rick wrote there, and, and he could be correct. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't pretend to know the Glazers inside and out, but they have taken a chance on players before, like you said, and you know for Deshaun Watson, like this whole situation, it's not a mistake. You know what I mean? Like let's not let's not sugarcoat this or minimize it. It's not a mistake if, if he did everything that he's uh, he's accused of, uh, but I think that the Glazers also know how the world of business works, and there is there is a kind of a gray area. You know what I mean? People can be found liable. Like that, the thing about civil court is it's the burden of proof is is so minimal in a civil court uh, that that people will pay sometimes for things that they're not necessarily 100% culpable for uh, in that whole situation. This isn't a legal podcast, so we don't need to get into all that kind of stuff, but. I think that with the Glazers, it's in Bruce we trust. You know what I mean? And if Bruce Arians goes back to this relationship again, knowing the kid in Clemson, knowing, you know, watching the man as he came up uh, and, and seeing his NFL career, then I think if Bruce vouches for him and if Bruce says, listen, we can make this work, then I think uh, that, you know, that the Glazers probably back him in that effort. And, you know, we can say everything we want about Antonio Brown, but look, the Bucks got a Super Bowl, man. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, if you'd asked me last year, hey, you bring AB on, Bucks win a Super Bowl, but three quarters of the way through the next season, he does half naked jumping jacks off the field in New Jersey to leave the team. <laughs> Do you take that deal? I think yes. you take that deal. Have you seen that yes. ring? I think you take that deal 10 times out of 10. So, I mean, we can say what we want about it, but it definitely worked out. So, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I think it's a definitely an interesting uh, connection. And listen, not for nothing, but uh, Deshaun Watson played the Arizona Cardinals in 2017, played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2019. Uh, when Deshaun Watson and Bruce Arians, James, are on the same field, Deshaun Watson is undefeated. So 
I mean, you put Deshaun Watson on the team, and it looks to me like they're going undefeated. That's that's what I'm going to draw from that, and Absolutely. that's why my gut is going to lead me to say that the Bucks and Texans are probably already talking and in a holding pattern until the civil trial comes to an end, and more importantly, the criminal charges are are not filed. Or because again, because and listen, I, I cover the Washington Commanders, so the fact that both of these teams are the favorites for this quarterback is is is. And I, I have two different conversations about the same guy almost every single day. If criminal charges get pressed against Deshaun Watson, we're done talking about this whole like this. Yeah. This is over until the trial is over. It's over, and if he gets convicted and goes to jail, it's it's over. So either way, if the criminal charges don't get filed then then we we have more to talk about. But once the civil trial is over, that's really when anything is going to happen. If you have a gut feeling about what's going to happen here or a lot of other prop bets and you want to get some action in on those gut feelings, football might be over, but basketball is in full steam. Pro and college hoops, March Madness is right around the corner and all your latest odds, totals, player performance props or where the next Jawan Howard is going to slap somebody. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. They probably don't actually have a prop bet on that. Just saying. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again, Bucks fans, for making this first listen or your first view of the day. Again, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Longtown Bucks on YouTube. So close to a thousand subscribers, guys. You don't even know how big that is for us. And and to do it, honestly, James, in less than four full months of being on YouTube, like Bucks Nation, you guys are amazing. Shout so out talk, to all you guys. Absolutely. So let's talk more about this Russell Wilson guy. So believe it or not, there is a quarterback potentially available maybe that doesn't have legal troubles following him. Yesterday, I told you guys what I thought it would cost the Buccaneers uh, to get Russell Wilson, not only to acquire him, but then to have him on payroll and then potentially extend him. Uh, but you know what? We decided to enlist the help of someone who's more in the know with the South Seahawks, Russell Wilson's, and a Seahawks expert, a guy on the beat and one of our local Locked On brothers, Corbin Smith of Sports Illustrated and the Locked On Seahawks podcast. So let's hear what Corbin has to say about what it'll take to get Russell Wilson out of the Emerald City. For a second straight offseason, plenty of speculation out there about Russell Wilson's future with the Seahawks. Will he be back in the Pacific Northwest in 2022, or will he take his talents to another destination? A number of teams have been linked to Wilson so far this offseason. The Washington Commanders, Denver Broncos, as well as the New Orleans Saints and a number of other teams What's it going to take for somebody to be able to acquire Russell Wilson? This isn't necessarily going to fire up other fan bases, but in order to make a deal work, the Seahawks are not in a position where they are wanting to rebuild. Pete Carroll is going to be 71 years old this next season. John Schneider is now going to be in his 13th year as general manager. They have a lot of pieces on both sides of the football they feel can help them contend in the NFC West despite finishing 7-10 and last season. They're still believed that this team can – bounce back and be a contender, not only in the division, but in the conference, trying to get back to the Super Bowl in 2022. So they're not going to be trading away Russell Wilson for a bag of peanuts. They're not going to be trading him away for just a couple of first-round picks either. They need to have a proven quarterback back in return. And so for teams like the Washington Commanders and the Denver Broncos, it is going to be very difficult for them to come up with an offer that is going to draw much interest 
from John Schneider. He is not going to be trading away Wilson and taking on Taylor Heineke or Drew Locke or if the Broncos re-sign Teddy Bridgewater. Those are not the type of quarterbacks that they're going to be making this trade for. And this is not a great quarterback draft class either. So ultimately, it's going to be very difficult for any team to come up with a deal that's good enough to bring in Russell Wilson. And based on what I've been told, number three wants to stay in Seattle. That is his preference. He's looked at other options. Teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be intriguing. But again, what kind of package are the Buccaneers going to be able to provide that is going to be sufficient enough for John Schneider to trade away the best quarterback the Seahawks have had in their franchise, a player that's still in the prime of his career. I don't see it. I don't see any of those teams being able to put together a package with multiple first-round picks and a proven quarterback. If there's a team out there that might be able to throw together a deal, the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr has been a top 15, arguably top 10 quarterback at times in his NFL career. If the Raiders were willing to put together a package with multiple first-round picks and Derek Carr and the Seahawks were actually open to making a move, Russell Wilson signed off on it, waived his no-trade clause, that might be the one team out there that could make sense. But at the end of the day, very few of these other teams that are looking to get Russell Wilson, there's a reason they want Russell Wilson. They don't have an established quarterback that is a franchise-caliber QB and the Seahawks are going to want that type of player back in return to jettison Russell Wilson to ensure that they remain competitive. There just aren't very many options out there. All right, shout out Corbin Smith. He does a great job over there at Locked On Seahawks, no question about it. And, and this is a guy that knows pretty much what he's talking about. And, and look, the biggest thing to me, you take a look, you know, we've talked about the Bucs going after Russell Wilson, going after Deshaun Watson, You know, trying to make these, these moves for some of these quarterbacks. And here's the thing. The situation in Seattle is drastically different than the situation in Houston. And you can even remove the civil cases against Deshaun Watson from the equation. Deshaun Watson no longer wanted to play for Houston. He wanted out. He didn't want to be there. Russell Wilson, though things appeared that he didn't want to be there, there was some frustration last season, the Seahawks are not in a situation where they have to move him. You take a look, if, if Aaron Rodgers makes his announcement and says, you know, I don't want to be here anymore, I want to be moved, you're forcing the Packers' hand. Just like Houston is not going to be able to bring back Deshaun Watson, he will go somewhere. Russell Wilson doesn't have to move. So all the leverage is with Seattle. So it's going to take that bigger package, that bigger return, in order to get someone of Russell Wilson's caliber out of Seattle when they have no interest in moving him to begin with. So I think what he says is 100% right. I think of the quarterbacks on the market, even more so than Aaron Rodgers, given the age, the return for Russell Wilson will be higher than any other quarterback that could potentially be traded. And it's because you would get him for the next five or six years, like you pointed out on yesterday's episode, and, and you're immediately a championship contender. Places like Denver, Pittsburgh, that are looking at an Aaron Rodgers, if he becomes available, you might get them for two or three years. You're looking at a Brady to Tampa situation. So the compensation won't be as high. Deshaun Watson, all the le all the leverage that Houston potentially has is pretty much gone. And people can say, well, you know, they're going to have to get this. They're going to have to get this. No, they're going to sell to the highest bidder because they have to move him at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no secret that Deshaun Watson's leaving. You know what I mean? Houston's already said they want to trade him before the new league year starts. And again, the civil case... Uh, is kind of holding all that. All, like uh, honestly, if, if it wasn't for the civil trial going on uh, with Deshaun Watson, this this whole thing would probably be done. We probably already have an agreement in place, and and 
all that stuff. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to set the market, right? That's typically how this works. Like the number one guy like Chris Godwin for wide receivers is going to set the market for them uh, unless he ends up getting franchise tag, which I don't see happening. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if he gets traded, he's going to set the market. If he doesn't get traded, Russell Wilson's going to set the market. If he doesn't get traded, then there is no market set. And like you said, basically Houston's going to have to take what they can get when they can get it. Uh, I, I think Corbin makes a lot of good points. And basically the Seattle Seahawks are in the same place that the Buccaneers are. You've got a head coach that doesn't have long left in the league and, and isn't going to, isn't interested in a rebuild, isn't interested in taking a young guy and molding him into the next superstar. Uh, again, just like Corbin said, John Snyder in his 13th year, he's kind of attached to Pete Carroll. If Pete Carroll goes, John Snyder's probably going uh, along with him or has a very short leash before he's gone and out the door as well. I think honestly, outside of Russell Wilson, basically demanding a trade. Um, I don't think the Seattle Seahawks move him voluntarily unless it is uh, like, it's like, like Corbin kind of hinted at the, the Raiders. But again, that trade would hint that the Seahawks basically voluntarily move him. And I don't think that's happening. I think if Russell Wilson is okay staying in Seattle, Seattle's going to keep him. And that's just going to how how, be how this goes. So if you're the Buccaneers, it's either Deshaun Watson or you hope that Derek Carr and the Raiders can't agree to a contract extension because they are negotiating. But there is a hard hard number that the, the Raiders ownership and general manager and, and front office has put together or has put in place. I don't know what that is. I don't know if Derek Carr knows what that is, but basically they won't go over X amount of dollars for Derek Carr. If Derek hits that number and doesn't appreciate uh, the the love going on in Vegas, he may say that he wants out. And look, you already know, James and I, this is a Derek Carr podcast. Like we're, we're all about it. So if it's not Deshaun, then let it be Derek Carr. I honestly kind of feel like Russell Wilson is is a little bit of a long shot. I don't know that Russell yeah. Wilson is, is, re, is a re, real possible expectation uh, compared to these other guys. Yeah, it, it certainly does seem like the the closer we get to the start of the league year, the farther away the uh, the chances are that the Bucks or anyone really is going to be able to land Russell Wilson in a trade. And, and look, I don't envy these GMs trying to evaluate the markets and, and evaluate trade discussions uh, ahead of the new league year and ahead of the draft and ahead of free agency and having to take a look at, at all these things, it's going to cause a lot of stress on a lot of these guys. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm a stress eater, but luckily I'm no longer downing bags of potato chips and, and pints of ice cream at a time. I'm just reaching for a built bar, especially these new built bar puffs. If you haven't trade tried those, then you're missing out on one of the best tasting built bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat and they are still like all the other ones covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible, uh, incredible flavors. Do you have the yummy cinnamony? Churro, the coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, delicious. Banana cream pie is one of my absolute favorites, and they capture it perfectly in these Puffs bars. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with some Built Bars. They are better than your typical candy bar, which can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Built Bars, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, white chocolate, cookies, and cream, which is quite possibly my new favorite. It's amazing. And at Built Bar, they are all about taste. They make it delicious first, then they reverse engineer and they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they are the best in the business at what they do. 
Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. And all week long, you guys have been answering our question of the week. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers left Tampa, would you follow them? Now, before David and I give our answers, we've got one more member of Bucks Nation to hear from. So let's fire up that voicemail line. What a boys, Manny from Matt Moore. Um, just taking a crack at this uh, question. Um, uh, I grew up in Tampa, man. To me, the Bucks are like our area code, you know, 813. It's just, it's just where we're from. It represents us, you know. Um, if Tampa ever left, uh, if the Bucks ever left Tampa, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I love the team, but to me, it's more about pride and, and more about us in Tampa having a football team for this many years. Definitely be a hurtful thing. Definitely be pretty disappointing, but I mean, I, I just could not fathom with, with having to be a fan of a team from a different state, city or whatnot when when we love Tampa so much and you know uh it's it, you know it's, it's just a it's just a, a Tampa thing it's just like like I said it's a pride thing so I don't I don't know that I'll be able to to hang on uh to my love and 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 how how much I love the team and all that be a, it'd be a difficult thing to transition from that um but I don't think I can I, I don't think I can stay and remain a, a Bucks fan the way that I am if they ever left Tampa. It's just the connection of Tampa and the Bucks is just so uh it's pretty intense. I mean it's just threaded um pretty deep. So yeah, I don't I don't think I can I can uh I don't think I could do it. God bless boys. Fight the cannons, baby. All right, Manny, thank you very much for the call. And I think, David, that's going to be the sentiment for a lot of people. The Buccaneers in Tampa are synonymous with one another. And for me, answering this question, I take a look at it from kind of a different perspective because I have always followed the Buccaneers from out of market. You know, my parents lived in St. Petersburg in 1976 when they got the team. So my dad kind of adopted them as his second team. And so I just grew up following the Buccaneers. So them moving cities really ultimately wouldn't affect the way that I have always ingested Buccaneers football. My, I think my caveat would be, let's say the Buccaneers moved and I, I'm not going to try to pick a city, you know, the, the Mexico city Buccaneers. I don't know. Boise. It's my favorite. If, if they kept Buccaneers, I would continue to follow them the way that I do now. But if as soon as they lose that identity, as soon as they it's kind of like and we've had people call in about it. It's like the Browns and Ravens. The Ravens gave up the history of the Browns franchise, even though they were the Browns. When the Cleveland Browns then became an expansion team, they got their their history back essentially. And so that's what I would follow. I would follow the history of the team. So if they move to Mexico City and then all of a sudden Tampa gets an expansion team six years later and they're going to be the revival of the Buccaneers, well, then I'm back to following whoever has the history of this team because that's the team I have followed since I was eight years old. Yeah. So if you were a Sonics fan, you would not then be a Thunder fan. You would just wait 
until exactly. the NBA does the right thing and puts a basketball team back in Seattle. Yes, 1,000%. Um, I would follow whatever team the network paid me to follow. <laughs> um, I would be hosting Locked on Lightning. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's going to be my answer. A lot of great answers. No, no wrong answers. Look, guys, I spent 12 years of my life in Germany. Uh, my my formative years for like athletics was, was spent in Germany. And I, I've been over this before. We only had three channels, so you watched whatever was on. So we had no options of picking a team to watch. So like I saw the good teams. You know what I mean? I saw like the Cowboys. I saw uh, Washington at the time was a good team. Buffalo was good for a while there. Like that's – I just – I saw, you know, uh, I saw the good teams because that's what they played over overseas Frankfurt galaxy. That's my favorite team. And I don't know, they're still in Frankfurt, Germany. So I don't have to, I don't have to worry about that. Go, go galaxy. Um, by the way, they won their, their league championship this year. So, uh, back to back champions for, for this guy over here. Um, but you know, but look, I mean, I would be sad if the Buccaneers left Tampa and, um, knowing some of the people in the organization, like we do now, that's that to me, that's a little bit more important than, than the logos, right? I would want those people to still continue to have success. And speaking of that, there's actually a person that we know that's no longer a member of the organization, James, that we wish a lot of success to as well. Yeah, it was it was kind of surprising to see the announcement on Twitter on Thursday that uh, Carmen Vitale is no longer going to be working for the Buccaneers as a staff writer. And of course, you guys have heard Carmen on this show numerous times over the years we we actually started calling her like the unofficial host we would have her on so often and it was always a great conversation and and she's been one of the best people to interact with and and speak with regarding the buccaneers or just you know shooting the the nonsense and and having a good time it was great to see her at training camp it was great to introduce her to my son when we were in indianapolis and, and got to see her there so i'm i'm very heartbroken for the Buccaneers fan base, I'm sad, David, for you and I that we don't get to, you know, we don't get to have her on to, to talk about. I mean, I'm sure we still could, but it would be in a different capacity. But I'm very excited for Carmen in the next chapter in her life because she deserves all the success that she's going to find. Yeah, absolutely. And everything you said times two. <laughs> all right. Well, we are going to drop our new question of the week on Monday's episode. If you have a recommendation as to what the new question should be, go ahead and send us an email to lockedonbuckspodcast@gmail.com or give us a shout at 813-444-5841. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are 16 subscribers away from 1000 that is one of the milestones that david and i set for ourselves and it is coming up so we appreciate all of you that go over there and subscribe to the show on youtube of course we thank you for making the locked on bucks podcast your first listen or watch of the day now make your second listen locked on nfl draft ryan tracy and former nfl cornerback eric crocker bring the nfl draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices, just like the Locked On Bucks podcast, Locked On Draft is also free and available on all platforms. So, questions, topics, you guys have the email, you have the voicemail number. For David Harrison, I am James Yarko, and until we speak again, make sure you are checking out everything that we are writing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Bucks underscore Nation. Be safe, be kind to one another, 
wash your hands, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.